welcome in welcome back to another episode of the format podcast and man let's get right to it because i I can't even believe these comments so um over the weekend bleacher report put out um some uh they put out a tweet and uh basically they they put out uh clips from an interview that uh, memphis grizzly star point guard john morant did with taylor rooks in which he said something that totally astounded me it astounded me to the point that when i first saw it uh, this morning, or was it this morning, this morning or last night, when I first saw it, I really had to verify whether or not this was true. <laughs> and so basically, um, well, let, let's hear from Ja himself, what he said. And then of course, we'll follow it up with our guy who keeps on giving these beautiful gifts, Nick Wright. Check it out. He was like, like just how he, you know, go about the game, you know, just that mindset he had. I would like to, you know, play against him. So yeah. I would have cooked them too. Nobody got more confidence than 12. Okay. <laughs> go, go and say nobody going to beat me in one-on-one. Both guys would have cooked each other. Now, if the question is, one-on-one to 11, who wins? Of course, I'm saying Michael Jordan would win the overall game. Okay. Nobody's arguing otherwise. But if the, if the question is, would Ja have gotten his? Would Ja have been able to do not just what Allen Iverson did, but what Kevin Johnson did? and break Michael Jordan's ankles a couple times, leave him fall, laying on the ground saying, Pippen and Rodman, that's what we brought you here for. Well, Rodman went on the team okay. yet. Uh, that, well, no, well, I mean, again, everyone remembers the AI clip. Do they remember the Kevin Johnson clip? Do they remember the Kobe Bryant clip? Do they remember the, and Brew, you'll like this. Oh, the great Rod Strickland. Google Rod Strickland, Michael Jordan, throw it in the old YouTube. Get a nice three-minute compilation of raw, hot Rod Strickland cooking him up. So, yeah, I do think Ja Morant would cook him, and I think Jordan would cook Ja, and I think it would be an entertaining match. But only Jordan acolytes and sycophants would act like Ja wouldn't get his. Okay, so um, where do I start with this? I guess we'll start with Ja since his comments were first so First things, let, let's say this, all right? You're a professional athlete and a high-level professional athlete. You're going to have an ego. Totally get it. That's to be understood. You got to think you're great. You got to think you can go at guys. You got to think that you're better than people. With that said, there's a difference between confidence and delusion. Ja Morant is delusional. Did you hear his comments saying that he believes he could cook Michael Jordan? Absolutely ridiculous. We need to stop this narrative that all Michael Jordan did was score. Believe me, I've heard that from a lot of younger guys myself when I've had the LeBron-Michael Jordan debate. It's absolutely untrue. Very simple response to that is nine times first team all defense. Michael Jordan is the single greatest two-way player in the history of basketball. Probably Jordan first, maybe Elijah Wan second, maybe Kareem somewhere in in the third, Scottie Pippen in the top five. But Michael Jordan is without doubt the greatest two-way player of all time in that, like I said, nine times first team All-NBA defense. He's led the league in steals. He's been defensive player of the year. I want to say he may be the only, him and Peyton maybe, are the only two guards to win that award. I'd have to verify it, but very short list of guards to win defensive player of the year. Michael Jordan did that. So we got to stop this narrative that people like to say, oh, uh, Scotty had to play all the defense, so all Michael Jordan had to do was score. No. Not true. Stop the lies. But Michael Jordan, absolutely maniacal competitor, total and complete psycho on the defensive end, just as much as he was on the offensive end. Yeah, he liked to give you work and hand you buckets, but he also took a lot of pride in locking dudes up. A lot of that 
came from his incredible athleticism. Big part of that came from his basketball IQ as well. And then the psycho competitive streak that we know about. So this business of John Morant saying he would cook Michael Jordan. Now, let, let's back up a second. I guess part of that is going to depend on how you define cooking somebody. Are we saying cooking somebody is just giving them the beat down, handing them buckets and then winning the game? Is cooking somebody one or two great plays or moves that you're able to pull off where you make a highlight reel play on somebody and you end up scoring? How do we say that? Because if you're saying that in this case, cooking somebody is making one or two highlight reel plays and then you end up scoring, okay, maybe Ja could do that. On the NBA level, if you're an elite offensive player, chances are you're going to be able to do that to most guys, right? If we're talking about consistently handing somebody buckets, i.e., your defensive matchup, the guy who was tasked with guarding you for the game, consistently handing them buckets and then winning, or even consistently handing somebody buckets and then maybe even losing close, but just really working them out, giving them a lot of work. That's cooking somebody. Yeah, John Morant, you're not cooking Michael Jordan. That's just a fact. Okay. I'm not sure where the level of, like I said, delusion, where the level of disrespect where just the I, I think a lot of it comes from, of course, the media is a big part of it. Unfortunately, I'm a part of the media as well. But a lot of what you hear in the modern sports media, especially when it comes to the NBA, I've talked about this before. A lot of what you hear is that that need to tear down the previous eras in order to make this one stand up could be that. And, and so just the, the general level of disrespect that you hear for the players that came before is absolutely insane. One of the other things John mentioned, um, was that Michael Jordan in the NBA today would just be a superstar because there's a lot of other superstars in the game today, not just one guy among a bunch of average players. And I'm, I'm not quoting directly, but that's generally what he said. And I'm like, wait, what? I'm just the level of disrespect that younger fans today and younger players today have for the, the past eras we're not talking about the 70s. We're not talking about the 60s or 50s. We're talking about the 80s or 90s, where the majority of the all-time, all-time greats come from, right? And then even beyond that, you're saying that, Ja, you would you would have loved to play in that era. You would have cooked Mike and all that. First of all, you're playing in a league today that has very little physicality and, 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 and very little uh, elite perimeter defense, right? But you're constantly getting hurt. Now imagine you're going into the lane where guys can, as Shaquille O'Neal likes to say, touch you up. You're going into a lane where guys could touch you up. Let's say, let's take it to the nineties. You got David Robinson, you got Hakeem Olajuwon, you got Alonzo Mourning, you got Shaquille O'Neal, right? Those are the Kimbe Mutombo. Those are the top five or six centers in the league. All those dudes are not only protecting the paint, they'll also put you on your butt if you get too arrogant. You got all those guys. Then you have the power forwards, true power forwards now, who are also in the paint, Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason, the Davis boys, Sean Kemp, et cetera, et cetera. Real bigs that bang in the paint. Do you really think all this that you're doing, you're getting away with back then? You're not. You're not. So let's just stop it, okay? Yes, John Morant, you're an outstanding player for today's era. But realistically, what have you done yet? What have you done yet? You have not made the conference finals yet. So let's, you know, I, I get it. You're confident. You're an outstanding player. You got a tremendous skill set. You're very athletic, right? But you haven't even made the conference finals yet. And you're talking greasy about the greatest who ever did it. 
What is wrong with you? The level of disrespect that we're seeing makes no sense. Now, speaking of disrespect, let's get to the other guy, Nick Wright. Of course, we keep on talking about him. We've done shorts on him. We've done, we, we've done entire shows on him. This guy just says things because he knows it's going to get clicks. It's going to get attention. It's going to get people like me and people like uh, Shannon and Skip and everyone else talking and, and Chris uh, Broussard and Rob Parker and everyone else in the sports media and everybody in the barbershops and all this talking, right? But it seems like every possible time he gets to take a shot at Michael Jordan, he's going to do that. And this John Morant commentary, when I heard it, immediately I thought, uh-oh, Nick Wright is going to have something stupid to say about it. And lo and behold, there he was. So you heard him. He actually had the nerve to start pointing out that he believes John Morant could cook Michael Jordan. But in fairness, he did say Michael Jordan could cook John Morant too. But the fact that he would say John Morant is going to cook Michael Jordan is asinine. On its face, on its behind, however you want to measure it, it's asinine. And then he says, well, let's go back and we remember the Allen Iverson crossover or let's put it in the old YouTube machine and let's look at a three minute clip of Rod Strickland cooking Michael Jordan. So there's this thing, Nick Wright, you're supposed to be a smart guy. You got accepted to Harvard, right? Your parents are Harvard legacy, if I'm not mistaken. You went to Syracuse, one of the best journalism schools in the country, but yet you're still on national TV and on platforms and on radio and on whatever media platform you can get on being disingenuous and saying stupid things. So not only are you being disingenuous, you're also saying stupid things and you're taking advantage of the fact that you have a platform that people will parrot. That's the sad part. Because there's a lot of people who parrot your nonsense about Michael Jordan, who parrot your nonsense about LeBron James. And it's insane. But let's get back to your commentary on this particular matter. So you bring up Allen Iverson, you bring up Rod Strickland, and you use that to bolster John Morant's claim that he would cook Michael Jordan. Now, again, are we talking one or two plays? Are we talking a whole game? Are we talking winning? Yeah. So let, let's first take the Allen Iverson thing, right? Allen Iverson, one of the most iconic moves in NBA history was that crossover that he did on Michael Jordan. I believe he was a rookie at the time. Now let's look just a little deeper into that, shall we? Allen Iverson, barely six feet tall. Michael Jordan, a full 6'6". Six, six. Allen Iverson, 165 pounds. Michael Jordan, by that time, 1996, about 205, right? 210 maybe. So in sports, we always hear coaches say, low man wins. What does that mean? That means that in sports, if you're employing physics, lower generally has the advantage. They generally have the leverage advantage. Let's say in football, if you're an offensive lineman and defensive lineman, low man wins. If you're in wrestling, low man wins. Now, how does low man win in basketball? When you're the offensive player with the ball, if you're two players roughly the same height or your defender is taller than you and you're attacking the basket, what do we always hear? Get your shoulder at your opponent, your defender's hip level, right? So you're lower than them. They can't deal with you. Okay, got it. It makes it a lot easier for you to go past them. Now, when you look at the Allen Iverson or Michael Jordan crossover, Allen Iverson is already much, much lighter than Michael Jordan. He is already half a foot shorter than Michael Jordan, if not more, right? We give him six foot being generous. He's also quicker. We know that. But 
the fact that he's so much shorter and lower puts the basketball at a much lower position to the ground when he's dribbling than Michael Jordan is at. So Michael Jordan has to get even lower than he can comfortably get. We know that Michael Jordan, again, is an all-time great one-on-one defender, an all-time great team defender, multiple times, nine times, I should say, all-NBA first-team defender. So we know that he knows how to defend guys. But now the physics come into play. Allen Iverson, much smaller, much shorter, gets Michael Jordan going one way, brings him back the other way, pulls up for the jumper. There are physics involved when you've got a big guy guarding a much shorter guy. Why do you think that when the Utah Jazz were playing, that teams were consistently looking to put guards and small forwards in the pick and roll against Rudy Gobert? And not even just the Jazz, we see that overall in NBA basketball. You are looking to catch a center or a power forward in a mismatch against a guard on the pick and roll because the physics get involved. Let's not be stupid here. Now, Nick Wright also says we can bring up the YouTube machine. Love how he says that, being so snarky and sarcastic, to talk about there's a three-minute highlight clip of Rod Strickland cooking Michael Jordan. Now, it's funny that over the course of the years that they played in the NBA against one another, this highlight clip, they were only able to come up with three-minute instances of it. Rod Strickland, another guy, one of the greatest ball handlers in NBA history, one of the greatest finishers at the rim, tremendous layup package. We know all that. Great passer. We know all that. I think he was third third of all NBA players in the 90s in total assists. Tremendous, tremendous number. I think he's behind uh, John Stockton and Mark Jackson, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, um, Rod Strickland, tremendous, tremendous ball handler. Another one of the New York City point gods. Um, him, uh, Steph Marbury, Kenny Anderson, uh, Mark Jackson, um, God Sham God, all those guys, right? Kenny Smith, Kenny the Jet. So anyway, I bring this up to say that's another situation where the physics get involved. But Nick Wright wants to say, oh, we've got all this uh, footage of guys cooking Michael Jordan as if guys were really out there busting Mike down. <laughs> you know, I looked it up. And one of the games listed as a good game for Rod Strickland with Michael Jordan being his primary defender, he scored seven points against him, seven. So I get it if you're telling me the size advantage makes a difference. But if you're telling me John Morant would cook Michael Jordan, or you're telling me Allen Iverson cooked Michael Jordan, or you're telling me that uh, Rod Strickland was cooking Michael Jordan, number one, you're being disingenuous. Number two, you're being flat out stupid. Let's not do that. You don't know what you're talking about. And the sad part is Nick Wright is old enough to know what he's talking about. But John Morant, disrespectful. I, I get your confidence, man. I do, but you're disrespectful. And the other thing, I, I real quick, back to John Morant, I talked about you know, how he would be able to deal with the physicality, how he would not be able to deal with the physicality of that era, Michael Jordan's era, that he said he would love to play in. I can't imagine what he would do, not only – with trying to attack the paint the way he does against those monsters in there, the centers and the power forwards, but also with the fact that there was hand and forearm checking on the perimeter. So that's going to negate some of that explosiveness and some of that speed you have to just go past guys, the hand checking and the perimeter checking. All that makes a difference. And guess what, Ja? Here's the other problem. Back then, if Michael Jordan was guarding you, yeah, you had to guard him too. And Michael Jordan's going to put you on that block and work you out. He's going to destroy you in the mid-range. And how much energy are you going to have after having to deal with Michael Jordan on the offensive end? 
Let's think about that. All right. So uh, that's all I got for this. I just couldn't believe it. I had to react to it. It was crazy, the stuff that people say, but everybody's got a right to say it. This is America, right? But um, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Format Podcast. Appreciate it. You know what to do. Click that like and subscribe in the uh, lower right corner of your screen. And uh, also click the notification bell so you know when new episodes are coming out. Uh, if you want the audio only version of the podcast, you know what to do. Go to your uh, audio platform and download the format podcast. Please give us a comment here on YouTube or leave us a comment on your audio platform and give us that five star view to help us move up in the algorithm. Uh, listen, I appreciate y'all. I'll be back next time and I'm out. Peace.